Welcome to the BoJack Backtrack, a series retrospective on BoJack Horseman for fans by fans. I'm Eliana, pronoun she, her. And I'm Bez, pronoun she, they. And it's great to be with you today. We're covering the entire series with this retrospective, so if you haven't caught up on the whole series yet, this will make much sense to you and don't be spoiled, so get caught up first, okay? Today we're covering the season 1, episode 8 episode, The Telescope. Who wrote this episode, Bez? This is written by, I believe that I pronounced the name, Mihar Sethi, who's also a co-producer according to the credits I happened to glimpse at when I was watching the credits of this one. And he wrote this episode. And do you want to give us a quick summary? Sure. So Bodak and Diane and Todd go to see Herb Kazaz, who's someone Bodak stabbed in the back years ago. Bodak tells Diane their whole backstory on the trip. And when they get there, he tells Todd to turn the car around, which is a subplot. Uh, while Bodak and Diane are talking to Herb, Todd is trying to turn the car around and gets thwarted by the celebrity stealing club. <laughs> yeah. Bodak and Diane eventually leave the house and Bodak tries to apologize to Herb, but Herb rejects his apology and they leave and leave Todd behind by accident. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oops. So that's the episode. I thought it was interesting where Diane told Bojack that you never talk about Herb. That means in their all their sessions so far, Bojack has never mentioned Herb once. Oh, that's true. So that's a lot of time to not mention the one significant event in your past. That's true, especially because Herb was such a key asset to Bojack's early career. Exactly, exactly. So I think that he didn't mention him once. That's a good point. I didn't think of that. I thought that was very interesting. What do you think of the flashback scenes in this episode? I think they're very interesting, and I love the generic grunge song. Uh, and song thing they do where they make a song. song. I love that joke. And I love all the background jokes of the 80s and 90s. That's just hilarious. Yeah, like a Rubik's Cube, I think. Yeah, and then there's a 1984 billboard in the 80s. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) It's interesting to see the difference between Bojack in the past and Bojack in the present, where he says one beer makes me tipsy, and now it's just like he drinks a lot more than one beer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of uh, the person giving him that beer, this is the first appearance of Charlotte the Deer in the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a good egg. I feel bad for her with what happened later, honestly. Oh, yeah. I definitely feel bad for her. Poor Charlotte and poor Charlotte and daughter. Rip. Yeah. So first appearance of Charlotte, because Charlotte is friends, is Bojack and dating Herb at the time. But Charlotte later moves to Maine in the flashback. And I think it's interesting because Charlotte tells Bojack that she thinks Bojack is a coward. What do you think of that? I thought that was really weird of her to say. I didn't get where that was coming from. So, and it never really comes back. I think Bojack is a lot of things. Maybe a coward is one. I think coward is, comes back in season two a little bit with Wanda. A part where he says, I love you, no, I don't. That's definitely a cowardly moment for him. I think it comes up more in season two. But it's a weird moment for sure, in my opinion. I agree with you. And you can really see that she's trying to get through to him, I think. I don't think it clicked with him or us what she's trying to say. It kind of went through one ear and out the other. So speaking of Charlotte, this is also the first appearance of the tar pit metaphor in the show, which also comes back in the episode 11 is like a physical tar pit that Bojack is sinking in to show that he is now in the tar pit. Yeah, exactly. It comes back in downer ending. Yeah. Do you think that Charlotte is right? That's Hollywood being a tar pit? I think to an extent, because I think that being treated as the big shot is what changed Bojack into the jerk he was on set during the show. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good because point. if people hadn't been treating him like he was, you know, all that, then maybe he would have a different attitude, but they didn't because their job is to treat him like royalty. Yeah, that's true. That's just my two cents. You have a good point. Yeah, I definitely think Hollywood would turn out to be a tar pit for Bojack. Because he definitely got sunk into the whole celebrity attitude, for sure. Like, he's like, Bojack, this is Bojack. Horseman, obviously. And it's just like, yeah, that's definitely 
a guy who thinks everyone knows his name. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, exactly. So let's talk about something else that Charlotte says to Bojack. She says, quote, I'm not worried about if you'll become a star. I'm worried about how you'll change when it happens, end quote. Yeah, he definitely changes when it happens, that's for sure. Yeah, we already covered the ways that he's changed, his new pompous attitude, his drinking, but any other changes you wanted to bring up as well? He and Herb are not as close after he becomes a star. I think because Herb seemed to retain the same attitude, the same personhood, but Bojack did not. At least that's on the glimpse that we got from the flashbacks. That's what it seems like to me. I could be wrong. Gotcha. Because from what we saw of Herb in the flashbacks and in the present day, he didn't seem to change all that much as a person, even though he did different things. Yeah. He seemed to like stay consistent throughout, but Bojack definitely changed. What do you think? I think you have a point. I never really thought about how Herb didn't really change, but now that you bring it up, it's you're right. He really didn't change that much aside from, you know, being angry at Bojack for obvious reasons. And we can understand where that's coming from. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that when Herb is doing the rap, right? A little joke. I thought that was cute. He says, we're trying to come up with a rhyme for it and I'm here to say. And then later on, he's working on the rap with Bojack. He tells Bojack the rhyming line, which is, I like healthy gums in a major way. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just I thought that was so cute. That's great. I didn't notice that at all. <laughs> yeah. That's good. And speaking of that scene, do you want to talk about the conversation with Angela now? Yes, let's do that. The conversation with Angela is interesting because she actually comes back in season six. And one of the things Angela says during that conversation is, quote, if you're lucky, I'll never talk to you again, end quote. And they talk again in season six, so clearly Bojack has not been lucky. Yeah, well, she says that everything that she said in that speech was a power move that she didn't have. That's right. She did say that. You're right. So maybe she was saying that. If you're lucky, I'll never talk to you again. Maybe she was just saying that. Maybe she didn't really mean it. It's possible. Exactly, yeah. So it's possible she didn't really mean that because she didn't have all the power that she was projecting. I think, as Mr. Ender mentioned this in his video, but he says that everything Angela says comes true, how Bojack eventually does become a big shot, a big star, and he gets famous. So Angela was correct by saying that, but at the same time, it came at a really big cost, and that was losing his friendship with one of his closest, not maybe his closest friends at the time, but one of his biggest influences and biggest friends. Yeah. What do you think made Bojack change his mind about standing up for her? What do you think? What was the moment, do you think? I think it was because he thought that he could get fired and he couldn't let that happen. I think it was because Angela called him a star. Oh, you think that was it? Why do you think that's it? That really influenced him because he wanted to believe that so badly and she was telling him, you are everything you think you are. And if you stay here, you'll become even more, even bigger. So what about you? Explain your point of view. Yeah, so I've always thought that it was, he thought that threatening to walk would just be that, a threat. And I thought that he would never actually leave the show because that was his one big shot at stardom there's no way he would just leave that behind so i always thought that he the reason he changed his mind is that he never really made up his mind in the first place to do it he was just saying he was gonna do it because he thought oh i'll say it and they'll do nothing and they'll be fine but then when he was faced with the fact that they might actually make him walk if he threatens to walk that's when he said oh well i'm not gonna do this anymore he really bent he really broke and he really just broke under pressure and it's really sad because when they're talking about the juice mixer the vitamix it's clear that bojack and herb still have chemistry uh-huh like if they had remained friends you know if only if only if only yeah, it's sad because they still have so much chemistry but it wasn't to be. Speaking of that, let's talk about when Bojack and Diane are at Herb's house. What do you think of the whole conversation? The whole scene? I think it's interesting because we can see how bitter Herb really is. Yeah. He has reason to be bitter, and don't get me wrong. But you can see during that whole conversation how bitter he is about Bojack stabbing him in the back. And we can understand why. Because everyone left him and his best friend abandoned him and he had nobody. And for basically doing nothing wrong. Because it's not his fault that lewd acts were still against the law and in the, in the 90s like 
that was an archaic laws that should have been taken away, but there's they weren't you know it's just a shame that a gay man was put under so much pressure for loving you know on a different note i also wanted to mention that this is the first appearance of sharona the makeup artist who comes back in season six yes sharona she is great she's such an interesting character to me why is that because she really has an influence on bojack it's clear that she influences bojack more than herb does in that one little scene before bojack goes on stage because it's her words that make him want to go up there not herbs and then later on like she introduces him to drinking oj with alcohol before a take and like all this stuff like she has an influence on him and they're close like they have a history i remember in season five i think bojack's talking to diane at the filbert premiere he says you want to hear every shitty thing i did with having a sharona and the makeup artist of horsing around things like that he he foreshadows that something bad happened which we learned about in season six. Oh, i didn't know that that's cool i'm pretty sure it's that episode i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure it's that one okay. um, where he talks about sharona or the makeup artist or something like that but they have a history and it's an interesting one because uh, we see it develop throughout the show like at different moments in different episodes but yeah so back to the conversation with her in the present day okay you definitely see how bitter herb is i agree with that he's definitely hasn't forgiven bojack at all and for good reason i mean it's not like bojack has been in touch for him to even talk about this Bojack just abandoned him he just up and left he didn't he never called he never did anything until he heard the guy was dying yeah it's a shame. Yeah, maybe that's part of the coward thing that Charlotte mentioned, because that was definitely a cowardice thing for him to do. Yeah, I think that ties in with it for sure. So uh, let's talk about Bojack trying to apologize to Herb now. What do you think of that scene? Herb doesn't have to forgive Bojack, and Bojack just needs to accept that. Yeah, I agree with that. I really like the line Herb said where he says, I'm dying. I'm not going to feel better, and, and I'm not going to be your props so you can feel better. I thought that was a really good line. He sees right through Bojack. Bojack's not apologizing because he's sorry. It's because he wants to feel better about what happened. Okay. Because the man is dying. Yeah, this is one of the moments in the show where it's the opposite of a TV moment. The opposite of a TV moment? Can you elaborate? This happens a lot in the show where the show presents a moment that you could see on television like, oh, they're going to apologize and make up and it's going to be okay. But nope, it's not going to be okay. It's not like on television, this is real life. He's not going to forgive him. There's a lot of moments like that in Bojack Horseman. It contrasts to what you would see on a TV show, a wholesome TV show. This is a good example of one of them where Herb does not forgive him. Yeah, so what do you think of the scene? Like I said, Herb doesn't have to forgive Bojack, but Bojack wants to feel better. He's not apologizing because he really regrets what he did because if he really felt sorry for all he did he would have apologized years ago yeah 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 exactly so it's clear he just wants to feel better and I can totally understand why Herb doesn't want him to be like oh yeah it's fine because it's not fine it's really not it's really not fine yeah exactly and then Herb says the only first and only fuck of the season when he says get the fuck out of my house I really like how the show only uses one fuck a season it's really good, really nice how they do that. Meanwhile, you belt out at least three fucks an episode. <laughs> oh no, busted. <laughs> oh, I feel the burn, LA, and I feel the burn. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I love how they do that. They say their language for when they really need it and really give the most impact. I don't think they even had a fuck in season six. I don't think they did. Which is kind of surprising, but also, you know, it's interesting. And then Bojack and her fight over the telescope, which breaks. Did you see that too? It broke in the background? Yeah, I did see that. And I also noticed when Diane is trying to break up the fight, she has her habitual you have a lovely home line to her. Yeah. Oh, Diane, you're trying your best. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. She is. And then Herb calls Bojack a selfish goddamn coward who takes what he wants and doesn't give a shit about who he hurts. That's you. That's Bojack Horseman. Do you think he's right? I think it goes back to what Charlotte said about him being a coward. And it's just like, he was a coward back then. Now he's even worse version of a coward. Yeah, that's a good point. I definitely agree that Bojack trying to apologize was a selfish move and a cowardly one. So I can see why, where Herb is coming from. So you think Herb's right? Yeah, I can see where Herb is coming from by saying that. His apology was both those things. And then they leave and then they leave behind Todd. Oops. <laughs> and then they pull over. And Bojack looks like he's only going to have a panic attack. Another one, I mean. Another anxiety attack. And then Diane comforts him. And then he kisses her. Why does he kiss her, do you think? Because he's in love with her. He just wanted to do something that would make him feel better in that moment. Yeah, I think it was selfish of him. So selfish. Because she's engaged, for God's sake. Dude, she's engaged and she belongs to someone else. And it's like, you just wanted to feel better about yourself so you kiss her? Like, what the fuck, man? That's not right. It's just a coward's move. I'm not surprised that he did it, though. Because, like I said, the last few episodes have been hinting that he's been... Not hinting, explicitly stating that he's in love with Diane. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I agree with that. He just wanted to feel better. He just wanted to kiss someone and feel better about himself, but she broke it up. And to his credit, he didn't keep going. That's to his very little credit, because you shouldn't have started it to begin with. Yikes. I wish the Celebrity Stealing Club returned in a future episode. I love them. They, yeah, they do return. They return in an episode where Diane takes drugs at that guy's house. They do? Yeah, they steal. I didn't know uh, that. They steal his um his his Clint painting, I believe. I didn't know that. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Yeah, I had no idea this whole time. That's so funny. I don't know funny. if they appear in any other episodes, but that's the one where I saw them there. They were they were at the party. Oh wow, I had no idea. <laughs> that's so funny. I gotta let's see this now. Oh my god. Yeah, it's the episode where Diane takes drugs at the guy's party. I don't remember what season it is. Maybe season three? It's the same one where she gets an abortion. I think that's season three. Yeah, it's the episode right after where she gets the abortion, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Also, this episode has one of my favorite jokes in the whole season. Oh, really? Dodex agent says, I have lunch with MC Scat Cat. (laughs) 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 Do you know know who MC Scat Cat is? No, I don't. Who is that? MC Scat Cat is a cartoon cat who appeared in a music video with uh, Paula Abdul. I was going to say Pamela Anderson, but I was like, no, it's not. It's P something, but it's not Pamela Anderson. <laughs> but he appeared in a music video with Paula Abdul, right? And then he, there was a whole album with him. And it's just like this cartoon cat. <laughs> he got this album that was so panned by everybody. I just love that they include this cartoon cat in the show. That's just so funny to me. I just find it really funny. All right, so on that can... note, we're going to end this episode of the BoJack Backtrack. I'm Eliana. And I'm Bez. And hope you have a lovely rest of your day, okay? Have a good one. Stay cool. Stay cool. Bye. Bye.